0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com. Where, if you use the promo code boxes, you will get a free entry to your first draft, even if it is a football draft. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael! What a fine day it is today, isn't it? It's a it's a good day to get kidnapped by uh, Doc Rivers and drug out of Dallas on a on a cart, you know, just like screw over Mark Cuban. That's what the kind of day it feels like, you know. It's nice out; it's been warm. And it just feels it feels like a good day to get kidnapped by your former team. Oh, Michael! You got to bring up bad memories already, don't you? That was like the wildest 24 hours in NBA history. Like, we're going to look back on that. It's like the OJ car chase. You know, that started reality, almost reality TV, basically, back in the 90s. And um, the DeAndre Jordan summer of kidnapping was... um, Emoji Gate.
1: That's what people call it now. I don't know why. Emoji Gate. Because yeah. if you remember, all the Clippers players were sending out the tweets with the emojis, like That's the train and the
0: car and the boat and the bike. A lot and of the... banana boats. A lot of banana boats in there. Um, yeah, that was the – I feel like that was the summer the NBA jumped to a 365 league.
1: Well, and NBA, I feel like that was the summer, too, NBA Twitter exploded. It became a big
0: thing, a bigger yeah. thing. Now it's like a, now it's the thing. Like it's, that's what's spurring the entire league forward.
1: I feel like I some people only follow on Twitter. I feel like there's a certain percentage of fans who are only Twitter followers. They just watch the little gifts pop up at sweet dunks. And
0: man, that's, I mean, I that's all you really have to do. And if you're, if you're an NBA, you know, owner or, or part of the, uh, the league, the actual league, the NBA, um, what do you care if they're going to games and buying merch and and that spurs more interest? They were so smart and just saying, yeah, put all that stuff, do funny videos, throw that up on, on the Internet, do all, whatever you want with it. It's publicity. The NFL, the, especially the MLB and the NHL, they take that crap down. They're idiots. They have no idea how um, social marketing works, apparently. So, you know, they're, they're, they're behind – and the NBA is in front when it comes to uh, dominating Twitter.
1: Dominating Twitter. I like that. That's, yeah. that's bold. That's powerful.
0: NBA is dominating Twitter. And um, the Dallas Mavericks are going to dominate the rest of this podcast. We are doing our 30 teams in over 30 days series. And we are over halfway done. Uh, thank Thank goodness. Uh, but also we are putting out some exclusive content on our Patreon. So go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We have exclusive content up there rankings. Uh, we're going to be doing some uh, extra podcasts that will be only exclusive to Patreon subscribers. And you can also enter Tyler's dynasty league. I think we still got like one more spot left on that dynasty league, uh, but the rules are up there. And so anybody can check out those rules. Uh, or you might get into Mike's experimental three-category league or just a boring redraft league. So Listen, uh,
1: if you want to play in the Dynasty League, I think we can make it happen regardless.
0: So oh. if that's really what you want to sign
1: up for, sign
0: yourself up. There you go. You heard it straight from Tyler. We are going to get you in a Dynasty League if that is what you desire. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash boxes. Tyler, what is the most interesting thing? about the Dallas Mavericks next season.
1: Um well I mean there's a lot of really interesting things about the Dallas Mavericks I think for next season. Um they had an underratedly good offseason, I think. Okay.
0: Um
1: and and I could probably talk about this for a really long time. So um I don't know how in depth you want me to go to but so basically their biggest efficiency last year was rebound rebounding and interior defense, right? They just didn't really have a center I mean, they got Dirk, who's a great, still a great offensive player, and I'm sure we'll talk about Dirk a little bit. They really just didn't have anybody who could protect the rim. They brought in DeAndre Jordan, who's you know one of the top two rebounders in the league and a good rim protector. They added a secondary playmaker in Luka Doncic, which is something they desperately needed. So this team could be a lot better.
0: How better is a lot better?
1: Well, okay, Playoffs so they. Ha- They tied for the third worst record in the NBA, right?
0: They certainly did. So, Because for some reason, the Chicago Bulls decided to win games down the stretch, Tyler. That's the only reason.
1: So a lot of people will ask me that, right? Are they a playoff team? They can still be really, like, make a big improvement and not make the playoffs. Like, we talk about this all the time. The Western Conference is crazy deep. It added LeBron, who is also not on a playoff team from last year. So... You know, when we talk about the playoffs in the Western Conference, like, someone's going to have to sit out, right? Dallas, Denver, Utah. Quite a few
0: teams are going to have right? to sit Like,
1: out. give me the 10th seed in the West over the 7th or 8th seed in the East, right? Probably like,
0: give me the 10th seed in the West over the 5th seed in the, in the East.
1: Oh, well, we can talk about the East really only has three teams that I would say would be pretty competitive in the West. Sure. Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee. All the other teams in the East – might be worse than, like, the 10th or 11th seed in the West. That might be a, a Dallas
0: Mavericks-esque type of
1: team. Yeah. So, I think the additions are interesting in the sense that they tried to plug their holes. How well is that going to work out? Well, that's that remains to be seen. Just, yeah. if they're 20 wins better, they still might not make the playoffs. Like, if they're 20 wins better, they're only going to be right around 500. They won 24 games last year. And so 500 they won 24.
0: And... 500 only gets you into the playoffs if you're in the East. Uh, let's talk about one of those additions to that team. Let's talk about DeAndre Jordan. So I'm mad about this. So, about, about what?
1: ESPN ranked him 24th.
0: That's terrible.
1: Well, in a head-to-head league, right? Like, he was always kind Ooh. of in that that 25 to 30 range if you punted free throws. Because sure. he's real good in those other categories. But they took all the value out of it. So now there's no point in drafting him. There's no point in drafting him in, in an ESPN league.
0: Well, there, I mean, the if not at 24, there's not. Uh, there's a point in drafting him, I'd say, if you get a much better deal on DeAndre Jordan. And you should not be drafting him before Andre Drummond if you're in a head-to-head Oh, league.
1: no, Andre Drummond is ranked like 15th in the ESPN's leagues. Wow.
0: So they're just going straight-up head-to-head type rankings. Yes. And that's really not, I mean, that's not my thing. I'm a Roto guy. You know that. Everybody else knows that. Uh, and Mark's rankings are based on nine categories as well. And he's got him ranked 51st. Which is um, exactly where people are drafting him in Yahoo drafts. So um, fifty-one in a head-to-head league feels really, really nice. Here's, here's and fifty. Well, fifty-one in a Roto league, not so much. Here's something
1: else I'll say. Right, and we can talk that Roto discussion if if that's what you want to do. But look at those numbers in Mark's projection too. Like he's it scored. and 12 points the last three years. Mark's only got him down for 10.8. Now, he did have the block number coming back a little bit, but he's also got the rebounds at 13.9. There are no good rebounders on this Mavericks team. He could – it wouldn't surprise me to see Jordan at, like, 14, 15 a game in the rebounds this year. We've seen him do it before, and the team is a much worse rebounding team. He's also going to shoot – His usual 65 to 70% just because they're not going to ask him to do anything. They've got ball handlers. They've got lots of guys who can shoot and get their own shot. They're literally going to ask him to be what I like to call the garbage man, right? He cleans up the glass. He fights hard for a rebound. He's going to do all the stuff no one else wants to do.
0: And I'm just kind of wondering, like, why am I not pegging him in for the exact same stats as he got last year? Uh, the free throw percentage was up to fifty eight percent, which was kind of miraculous. So I'm I, 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 that felt sustainable. It was all last year. I I don't know if he's going to return to form back to you know basically like for, in the mid forties is where he used to be. Uh, well, we've seen
1: I, it slowly ticking up too. It's, That's what it's what made been it getting better. better. He's
0: been working at it.
1: So and. 58 and we can talk about this too it it made the attempts go way down because no one hacked him then right when he was at 43 he had eight attempts a game then he got up to 48 and it was 5.2 then he got up to 58 and it was 4.1 a game teams were a lot less willing to hack him at 58 percent that's very true and so he needs to be over 50 to keep from
0: teams just going straight for him those blocks went way down but you could you can chalk that up to maybe motivation so uh the uptick in blocks from Mark's projections doesn't feel ludicrous. He's only got him at what one point three. Yep. So that's perfectly fine. Uh, other than that, like, all right, what, look what he did last year: twelve and fifteen. All right, if you, I don't, I just don't see what's going to be significantly different about DeAndre Jordan this year than than last year. Other oh, than nothing. maybe a little bit motiv- better motivation to play.
1: Oh, nothing. But that's what I mean. So he's ranked fifty first in Mark's rankings, and I think that the numbers. If you look at Mark's projections, I think the numbers could be a little tiny bit better. But like you're saying, he's probably going to be a third or fourth round pick in a head-to-head league. And in a roto league, you're probably not drafting him at
0: all. I mean, I I kind of disagree with not drafting him in a roto league, but I don't agree with drafting him in the top like 100 uh deandre jordan should pr- w- w- 15 rebounds a game
1: so in my experience so that means something
0: to pay attention that
1: to. means i'm not drafting him at all though because someone always picks him in the 50s or 60s oh
0: yeah i've never owned deandre jordan right in so a, in like, my roto League.
1: and that's kind of my my point about it is like he's not gonna you're not gonna get that much of a discount unless like everybody's a roto specialist and in my experience when i play roto leagues there's not that many guys who realize the difference between Roto and head to head. Correct. So unless, he, you're in, unless
0: you're in a league of people who know what they're doing and right. in, in, in that case, there's still the game of, well, someone's got to be, if I'm uh, the worst in free throw percentage by 0.02% or 12%, it's the exact same number. If you're the worst, you're the worst, and so then all of a sudden, 15 rebounds a game makes you a 10 in rebounds, or at least you a, a top tier rebounder, and, well, and you can you can balance that stuff out. But you have to make that decision, and you have to make and go all in on those types of decisions because getting a one a last in a category is very detrimental, and I I, I never want to start my roto league out like that. But DeAndre Jordan, oh. uh, for some teams, is is going to be is going to be ownable.
1: Well, and here's the other thing too. There's three or four of these guys who are definitely your punting free throws. Yeah. So are you necessarily, if Jordan can shoot 58, are you going to be last? Probably not. The guy who drafts Andre Drummond is probably going to be last. The guy who
0: drafts Dwight Howard might be below you too. For sure. Now Dwight Howard, I'm not sure, is um, ownable in in, in Roto Leagues. I think sometimes he can be. uh, I think the Andre Jordan is more ownable. In Roto Leagues, but like you're saying, if people are putting these guys on their teams and you could be third to last in free throw, but first in, in field goal and uh rebound, well, that's a, that's a strategy you can head towards. So it,
1: it takes, and this is one thing I like about Roto Leagues, right? It takes a lot of fudging the numbers,
0: finagling the numbers well, every league is different, right? Every every league is is beholden to the makeups of the teams of the other people. That's why you know, and we'll we we'll, we're gonna do a punt versus or a head to head versus uh, roto podcast in the future, uh, maybe with a special guest star uh, joining us. But um, it's just me doing a different voice. Don't yeah, voice. it's yeah. just us wearing mustaches. Uh, the 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 roto leagues require you to adjust to the league itself while a head-to-head league just makes you punt and you got to win five categories cool there's just a lot more strategy when it comes to a roto league which makes guys some guys just really not valuable at all or can become valuable depending on the makeup of your league and deandre jordan's one of them I'll
1: share with you a cool strategy I've been employing in head-to-head the last couple of years that I think may be the new secret to winning all strategies someday. You guys oh, can look wow. forward to that. We will that's talk not, about it. That's not talk. for today, though, because that's a long talk and we don't have that much time.
0: Yeah, we are going to talk about that in the head-to-head versus um, Roto podcast. But DeAndre Jordan, for me, is in a Roto League since I play Roto is the third guy, maybe even the fourth guy I'd be drafting on this team, believe it or not. Um, I'd much rather, hell, maybe even the fifth guy. I think Luka Doncic is the top fancy player on this team. And that that is um, saying a lot when it comes to a rookie uh, who is going to play kind of a, a guard forward. Like, I, I don't know what kind of um, posi- well, positionless basketball, basically, is what Luka Doncic is playing. Uh,
1: maybe some people know this, maybe they don't I don't know um so I, I cover the Dallas Mavericks for uh fan sided and so i'm I'm pretty tuned in to, to what's going on here. Coach Carlisle says that he's plans on playing Doncic one through four beautiful he's going to i mean depending on the lineup and the situation like That's he's a going get to, him... to
0: have on your fancy team.
1: Right, he's going to give him minutes at point guard, at shooting guard, at small forward, and at power forward. He's going to play him one through four at points throughout the season. And he's a big guy. He's like six foot eight and like two hundred twenty pounds. Yep. So he can handle it. He's going to school a lot of these guys. Like he's, I I, I make this comp and it, it's not the best, but he's going to be like Ben Simmons, right? He's, he's going to play point guard at points. And if you don't put a bigger guy on him. He's going to school these point guards by just taking them down and being bigger and stronger. If you put a bigger guy on him, Doncic is going to use his great passing ability and school
0: a big man. Yeah, he's not not slow. He's not unathletic. A lot of people are kind of throwing those words out there when it comes to Luka Doncic. The guy is the most decorated um, European basketball player, and most of those guys, when they come over in their mid-20s, Luka Doncic is 19. So, he is
1: 19. Uh, and he won the MVP in both the Spanish league for Real Madrid and the Euro League last year. And I don't care who you are, okay? Euro League is the second best basketball league in the world. He was the most valuable player as an 18 year old kid in the second best professional league in the world. Playing against
0: grown ass men.
1: Right, playing against men in their 30s, playing against plenty of guys who've played in the NBA and went over plenty there because
0: they can make more money. Dudes in Croatia who will foul the crap out of you.
1: And so we can talk about this if you want. Most people look at his three-point percentage, especially for the last two years, and they're a little bit scared of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and they're like, oh, it's a shorter line in international, which is true. Um, Coach Carlisle has been making the point that there's also less space. Right. If the three-point line is shorter, there's more people condensed into a packed space, right? So yep. he's making the theory that he's seen Doncic shoot, and if you've seen Doncic shoot, he has a real nice stroke. He thinks with the more spacing in the NBA because the court is bigger and the three-point line is, is back further, that he's going to shoot real well from three because he's going to have more room. There's also a lot better players and they're not going to ask Doncic to be the only guy. Like if you watched Real Madrid a lot last year, they put the ball in Doncic's hands and they said, "Go make a play, kid." And you can see some of the three points even some of the ones he was making. He there's step backs, there's a dude right in his face and he's making those real tough shots.
0: He has like NBA moves. He has NBA talent, he has NBA skills already. He's very like Tatum has those moves. Um, Luka Doncic has those moves. I'm not trying to compare those two guys, but Tatum was uh, able to play at an NBA level and, a, and had at a good fantasy level right out the gate. And Luka Doncic is Here's another is going to be able to do the same thing, and that's why I think he's the best fantasy player on this team. He's going to handle the ball. He's going to get good assists, good rebounds. His steals are going to be fine. His shooting's probably good. His percentages are going to probably be a little bit lower than you desire but he's going to score and and get you assists, threes and rebounds and that and that's nice. And here's another thing I'll say that he's got a big
1: advantage over other rookies. He played 73 games last year for Real Madrid. Yeah. The average NBA rookie played 33 to 35 games last year in college. So he's ready to handle this workload. Um, We can talk about Yahoo ADP, 102. That's just insane, man. If I can get him outside the top 100,
0: I am spiking the football. I'm thinking I beat you in the league already. So here's the thing about that ADP. So Luka Doncic is is ranked in Yahoo way, way lower than that, but he's been drafted at 102. I'm mostly drafting him at the ESPN rank around 72. I still think there's some decent value in that. Yeah, I think there's value there, and that's why I'm, I'm usually grabbing him around that that range. Here's the thing: all it's going to take, because he he didn't play in summer league. All it's going to take is I will one say this: good... most
1: people have never seen this man play basketball.
0: That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Once he plays one good preseason game, all these ranks, all these average draft positions, all that stuff—they're all going to flip. Everybody loves a sexy rookie. Everybody loves a guy who uh, is a big dude who can handle the ball, shoot threes, dish the ball out. He's going to be good fantasy-wise. I'm afraid all of his value is going to disappear once he has one good preseason game.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that. Um, So I want him outside the top 50. I think if you're picking him in the top 50, that takes away a lot of his value.
0: Um, I agree
1: I'd be willing to look at him, though, at like 51, 52. Now there might be better guys on the board that I like a little bit more. I find myself, when I'm picking him, picking him around 60. I feel pretty comfortable with that. I think he's going to be a real good fantasy asset. He's going to contribute pretty much across the board. I think he's probably even going to give you half a block. Pretty close. And so, I mean, that just sounds like a real sexy player to me.
0: Yeah, he's one of the few guys I've been encouraging people to reach for if they want him. If you feel comfortable with him, if you like him, uh, you're in that 50, 60, 70 range, like, you, you should draft him. Because if you're playing with people who are in the know, you know, he's not going to go much past 60.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm with you there. And, and like you said, that number is only going to go up. It's not going to go down. People are going to see him play finally and be like, dude, this call
0: really good. <laughs> oh, yeah, it turns out who would have thought.
1: Uh, And and I think we talk about this with a lot of rookies. He'll probably shoot poorly in the first month or two. That's okay. Like, you you can't get discouraged and and drop him or trade him away. Like, you got to realize that there's an adjustment period for every player coming into the NBA. And he's going to turn around fast. I think his adjustment curve will be much shorter than some other players because he's already got a lot of professional experience.
0: Yeah, in the um, expert draft that we participated in, um, Luka Doncic went near the uh, the back end of the fifth round. So that is where I think people who are in the know, back into the fifth round, beginning of the sixth round, that is in a 12-team draft. That is where he is um, kind of being pegged right now. And if you're looking at rankings or uh, average draft positions right now, adjust them based on the experience of your league.
1: Okay, so here's one last question I want to ask you. Okay. Startup Dynasty League draft, we'll say snake draft, where are you going to pick League of Dungeons?
0: Wow. I mean, that's a pretty tough question.
1: Mike-only league. The rookie draft or
0: just the draft?
1: The Dynasty draft. draft. Yep. So you can have anybody. You can have Russell Westbrook or Doncic or Stephen Adams or anybody, right? All players available. I don't know why I was only saying Thunder players. I don't either. Um, Maybe it was just Mavericks
0: and Thunder draft in my head. Man, I feel like he's – I I hesitate to put him in my top 20, somewhere between 20 and 30. Yeah, see, and even that price, and
1: and I think sometimes this is where – People fall off the boat in a dynasty league. Yeah. I'm telling you, this guy's really, really good. But you talk about this all the time, right? To bust into that top 20 is not easy. Not at all. And there's a lot of really good players in the NBA who are not top 20 fantasy players. So for me, I probably in a startup dynasty league don't own this guy because someone's going to do in that 20 to 30 range, someone's going to snag him And I probably have him more in the late thirties. Plus I like to try to win that first year. And so picking Donch is super high when I could have, I mean, I don't know, name any second round pick Damian Lillard or, you know, Paul George or Jimmy Butler. Like give me those guys.
0: Those guys have done it for a long time. They're good. They're really, really good. I'm much more interested in, in the top 30 players uh, than, usually, than usually rookies. But I'd say, like, Jason Tatum is the exception. I'd pick Jason Tatum over Luka Doncic in that 20 to the 30 range. Um, Luka Doncic, though, I, I do think he – his youth, his kind of um, interesting position, uh, position on the court and the fact that he could be kind of a across-the-board type player interests me enough to take him in that 20 to 30 range. And um, he could do enough. He his ceiling is definitely that maybe that second tier, uh, maybe third second tier of fantasy basketball. And it might take a while, but he's also a pretty good asset in a dynasty league. He's a he's a hot name. He's a young guy. And uh, if you, if you're souring on him, you could definitely move him.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't think I don't think you're going to sour on him.
0: I don't that think that way. Way. I don't think I'm going to either. Let's talk about Harry Barnes. Um, this guy in Mark's ranking 75th. Yahoo's got him being drafted around 75th. And ESPN's got him ranked 83rd. Um, feels pretty pretty normal, right? Like we know who this guy is. He's 26 years old, so he's going to his prime. He's a bulk scorer. He doesn't do too much else. He does get you uh, better rebounds than a lot of the boring bulk scores down near the bottom a half of the draft. Uh, he's a good puzzle piece for people looking for bulk scoring.
1: So averaged 19 He has averaged 19 points a game in his two seasons with the Mavericks. So yeah. exactly 19 points. He's led the Mavericks in scoring each of the last two years. Does he lead the Mavs in scoring this year? Yes. I think so too. Probably. Um, I, I think it might come down just a little bit. And the thought process behind that is Doncic is going to have the ball. Jordan's going to be there to be more of the pick and roll man, right? He's not Barnes is not going to have to set as many screens as he did last year. So Barnes is going to become a little bit more of a catch-up, sh- a spot-up shooter in the offense, especially when it's Smith Jr., Doncic, Jordan, him, and probably Wesley Matthews. That should increase his field goal percentage, though, right? Because he's a real good spot-up shooter. We've seen that on the Warriors when he played for them. Yep. So if he goes down to 18 or 17.5 points, but he shoots 46 or 47% from the field, you're not really losing any value. So, yeah, I think think everybody pegged him pretty well. He's like the 75th best player.
0: Yeah, and he might have some minor adjustments to – what he does on this team, based on um, the new the new players on the team, like you like you said, but like Harrison Barnes is Harrison Barnes. Now he's he's ranked seventy fifth. He's getting picks pick seventy fifth. I am not taking him seventy fifth. He's definitely a guy who, uh, unless you are desperate for points, uh, who falls back past eighty into the ninety range, and that's when you are getting a good value, and that's when I will be targeting uh, Harrison Barnes in in roto leagues.
1: I'm with you. That's just not I mean at pick 75, that's where he's going to rank. Like he's the 75th best player. So there's not a ton of value there. I'll
0: I'm with you on that. Speaking of the 75th best player on per game averages last year in nine cat leagues, the 75th best player was Dirk Nowitzki in 24 minutes. Can you believe it? Dirk is a top 100 top 75 player. 39-year-old Dirk Can you believe this? It is insane, it is nonsense, and it is a testament to the legend, and the the, the NBA legend and the fantasy legend that is Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, Does he got enough in him to to run it back this year?
1: Yeah, so I've been telling people this since I started working at the Smoking Cuban. Expect a very similar stat line from Dirk. They're going to want to manage his minutes. He's going to play like 25 a game. He's going to shoot the ball super efficient. That's what Dirk does. Dirk? I mean, if you watch Dirk play last year, there's nothing about that that wasn't repeatable for Dirk. Right? He doesn't do too much. He spots up. He finds his shots. Like, what, what, what's going to be worse about Dirk this year? He's 40 but, instead of 39. That's it.
0: Yeah, my, my, my favorite part, maybe he plays a few less games. Maybe he plays one less minute, right? But they need that spot, and he's still effective. Uh, His defense keeps uh, Slowly disappearing But he was never like the greatest defender Um, Yahoo average um, Draft position Is 120 ESPN ranks him at 202 They don't know what they're talking about uh, Mark's rankings have him at 111 I Probably won't be drafting Dirk Nowitzki unless it's with my last pick Or I'm in a bigger or deeper league and then i'm probably taking him around that 120 130 spot he is a he's you're gonna get a great value for him because i think people are just overlooking him
1: well and i think we see this a lot and it it's how the standard league mentality carries over to deeper leagues right and i try to dispel this myth all the time if it's a deeper league you don't want the guy who has a high upside it pick 120 you want someone like dirk because Dirk's going to give you some value on that pick for sure. You want those high upside players with your last few picks. If it's a mid round pick, you want someone who's going to produce you good value. And- yeah, the
0: the mid rounds in in a big league or a, a deeper league aren't you know six through through eleven. They're now ten through fifteen, and you you want to fill out your roster correctly.
1: Right, and so you could take the upside shot on, I don't know, Chetty Osman from the Cavs. Don't do it. But when he produces you, you know, value of the 250th best player for the whole season, but he dominates in February when you're already out of the playoffs, well, that stinks for
0: you. Yeah, I agree. If you're you're in a bigger league, you take Dirk with your last pick, uh, especially in Roto League. I got all the respect for you. That's a good move. Um, let's talk about the other two guys on this team that are worth talking about. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. Mark's got him ranked 112th. He's being drafted at 70 in Yahoo. I do not know what that's about. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, higher ceiling than most. Kind of the, This is the higher ceiling pick that you're talking about. Um, but very... Poor percentages, especially from a, the Roto perspective. I'm not happy about that. That makes him way less valuable to me. Uh, but he's a good scorer. He gets he assists and rebounds. Is there is there any cause to make Dennis Smith a sleeper like player? Since you, you you know a lot about the Dallas Mavericks now, Tyler.
1: So yes and no. If okay. if it's if it's Listen. Mark's rankings, sure, he's got some sleeper appeal. Because he's outside the top one hundred. At ninety four and basically pick seventy or sixty nine, right? Like, how much better is he really going to be? So, uh, if you look at Mark's projection of one hundred and twelve, like, there's one thing I'll quibble with. I think he'll shoot better than thirty nine and a half or forty percent this year.
0: The thought process. I hope so, but
1: how 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 much better? Okay, well, well, just just listen to this thought process Okay, Okay. So it's not uncommon for for second year players to get two to three percent better on their field goal percentage from the rookie season.
0: Agree with that? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Right? Like a lot of them just struggle really hard early on. I was talking about that earlier, and then they kind of pick it up. So they play at the new level to start the next season, which is two or three percent higher. Okay. So that puts them at like forty-one and a half, let's say. Okay. okay. Now He was really good on catch-and-shoot and and spot-up shots last year. And if you got a a subscription to a website like Cleaning the Glass or Synergy, you can look up the numbers. They're good. They're real good. He's going to be asked to do that more because last year he had the ball in his hands a lot. Now he's got Luka Doncic to take that playmaking and roll away. And in the second unit, J.J. Barea is there. And say what you want about J.J. Barea – J.J. Barea is real good at running Rick Carlisle's offense. So, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. is an awesome dunker. He's a highlight real player, and I get that that's why, you know, people know the name, and that's why his ADP is up and his rank is up on ESPN probably. So here's kind of where I picture it. I'm okay. saying he shoots like 42.5% to 43% from the field. Okay,
0: that's a big that's a big movement, but fair.
1: But there's a much better talent around him,
0: too. Sure, and that's, yeah.
1: that's the big reason I think that it's that much better. That's fair. okay.
0: Assist probably up a little bit as well.
1: The assist, you know, potentially go to and, – and here's the other thing, too. He should play more minutes. He only played 29.7 last year. He should be over 30, probably closer to 31, 32. He's going to probably score a little bit more, assist a little bit more. I don't understand why Mark projected his block numbers to go down. I don't think that they'd go up necessarily, but I think they kind of hold steady right there. I think the turnovers could go potentially down or hold right where they are. They'll actually probably hold right where they are because of play a little more minutes. Sure. So I think he's just going to be better than he was last year. Now to say that he's a top 70 player, that might be a stretch,
0: right? (laughs) That's definitely uh, a stretch. Maybe let's say he proves a little in the assist. He's a good rebounder for a guard, but here's the thing. Unless you're in a head-to-head league where you're punting your percentages, um, these percentages still kill you. His free throw percentage is very, very bad. Even if he pops up to about 42% as you're thinking from field goal range, like that helps him be relevant in a a roto league, but it's still going to put a a decent hurt on your field goal percentage. So – if I'm in a Roto League, I'm taking him as a flyer in my last f- handful of rounds. I've definitely not taken him at 70. If I'm at a head-to-head league, though, and I don't care about my percentages, 70, 80, 90 range if, I, if I'm in need of a point guard getting some assists. He's a starting point guard in the league. Here's those, what are those are hard to find. So I, I get it if you're taking him in that range in a head-to-head league, but in a Roto League, you just can't do it.
1: I would say this. In Yahoo Leagues, if that ADP holds – I'm not even really looking at him above pick 70. I'm not. I'm just not doing it. No. In ESPN leagues, sure, I will look at him after the top 75 or 80 players. So I could own him in an ESPN league. But in Yahoo, like, obviously, like, every draft's different. But if that ADP is what holds, right, he's a top 70 player, that's not for me. I mean, that's probably his ceiling.
0: His threes and steals and just aren't good enough to to warrant being a top 70 player uh, even with the extended minutes so and, and you have to ignore his field goal percentage completely and his three his free throw percentage as well
1: so who would you rather have dennis smith jr or barnes because dennis smith jr is getting picked first in yahoo
0: and i probably uh, barnes in, in both a head-to-head and roto league
1: that's what i mean and so that i think i think yahoo whether that's the rankings or just the people i think they're
0: overrating him a bit too much No, they're they're doing something over there. Uh, Let's talk about, I mean, Wesley Matthews, he's still on this team, believe it or not. He's still playing on this team. He's still playing uh, 30-plus minutes on this team. He had um, a pretty basic Wesley Matthews season last year. So here's the one thing I'll
1: say about Wesley Matthews.
0: Yeah.
1: got 44% on corner threes last year. That's
0: nice. This team doesn't
1: need him to handle the ball anymore. So if awesome. we can just spot up Wesley Matthews in the corner and let him take most of his shots there, that could increase his value some.
0: Yeah. And he Make is, him relatively standardly relevant. He's got more distributors on the team, so that's nice. He's hit 2.43s a game for the last three seasons. So it's fair to say that that will stay steady. If not – um, slight, maybe slightly improve, uh, just because he's getting the ball from more people on the team, but everything else here is pretty normal, you know, 13 points, a little over steal. That's nice. I'm a little surprised by his, um, ADP. And I think it's just cause he's an old name. He's been around a long time. There's nothing interesting about him, nothing exciting about him. Uh, he's being drafted at 145, so basically a last round, uh, close to the last round pick, in Yahoo. ESPN's got him ranked 205, which seems aggressively low. And Mark has him down to only playing 29 minutes per game, and got him at 165. Um, I, I'm a little surprised if you if you're in a punting strategy with Wesley Matthews, um, he's definitely. If you don't care about your field goal percentage, you know, he's definitely uh, a top, I would say, maybe even if he's playing the same minutes, like he's a top 100 player if you don't care about field goal percentage.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. He's probably standardly viable this year, and you can get a nice value on him. So I'll say this about Yahoo's ADP, too. You got to remember that a lot of their drafts are 12-team leagues. And so – a lot of people who are getting picked in some leagues and they're not getting picked in others, their ADP is like one hundred and fifty, right? In all those other leagues, so that pushes it
0: up. All, or they're getting picked at like, you know, one hundred and twenty or something like that, or one hundred and ten, and right, it's but, averaging out but, to bad.
1: So instead of like the league though, like okay, he's ranked two hundred five in ESPN. Unless the most leagues don't go to the two hundred fifth pick to drop that number down further. Like he's not getting picked to pick 200 in any Yahoo leagues because most of them are 12 teams. So he's, he's not getting picked at all. So they're just giving him an ADP in that particular draft at like 150. So see how that pushes up the number. Mm -hmm. And so he's basically free in any league. And I think that might be a little bit of a mistake in a head to head league. Like you said, where you're punting field goal percentage,
0: like he could be pretty useful to your team definitely he's up in that um you know we, we were saying like let you know one and a half three pointers isn't a big deal he's getting two and a half three pointers so like that's a nice category to uh stuff there but you're also getting over a steal a game with those three pointers he's um also going to give you some good points for being in the you know in that late 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 rounds that's a solid amount of points we talk a lot about these guys i think we talked about um all the Cavaliers in the in the last episode, uh, whew, the, not a not a great team to look at. You got Clarkson, you got uh, Rodney Hood. It's like, hey, those guys are going to give you points. Well, Ma- Wes Matthews is going to give you maybe the same amount or a little less amount of points, but he's going to give you good threes and he's going to give you uh, steals, which are extra categories that you, that are good for you, and especially in your head-to-head build. Uh, even in a Roto league, he's worth. He's not a, a great name or anything like that but he's, he's worth keeping an eye out on he's only 32 uh, so west matthews i think is very underrated uh, but that ceiling is you know where where you see it right now it's, there's nothing there's no super upside there but he's could finish in the top 100 per game easily
1: and so there's really only one other guy to talk about he's not going to play a ton of minutes probably like 22 23 minutes but jj beret last two seasons five and a half and six assists um, he's an assist streamer. And, in, and even in limited Heddy, minutes. Yeah, so I mean, if you need assists in the end of your matchup and JJ Bray is playing on a Sunday, you're not going to find anyone better on the waiver wire to get you assists.
0: Yeah, a great streamer uh, for sure. Definitely got me out of a handful of jams out there. Uh, bigger leagues, do take note. That's a lot of assists for a guy who's going to be overlooked. But uh, yeah, not draftable in any standard leagues. Uh, I think that's it for. The uh, Dallas Mavericks, who I might watch quite a few games of this year. I know Tyler will. Uh, Tyler, what is the website you are writing for, for the Dallas Mavericks? Uh, It is thesmokingcuban.com. And where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, You can follow me at Tyler P. Watts. Beautiful. And you can follow me at WatchTheBoxes. Listeners, we really appreciate you guys. And we want to keep the podcast going. So do us a favor, rate, review us, leave us feedback, tweet at us with stuff you want to hear on the way to the, uh, your, your draft, your season. And if you really want some exclusive content or you want to join one of the listener leagues, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Subscribe to the Patreon. You'll be uh, sent exclusive content. Um, including some rankings, some podcasts that are exclusively for you subscribers. So go check that out. Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And we will catch you next time on our 30 teams in over 30 days. Thanks everybody.